Today's passage I didn't choose. It, already, it was already given to me as a lecture passage. So I guess that God wants me to still talk about a mission. Uh, today's passage is the Great Commission. I mean, I told you last week uh, that uh, they are doing the project of translating the Bible into four tribal languages. And each uh, translation costs about $100,000. And we raised uh, $400,000. Uh, one person uh, gave $200,000. Uh, so, uh, we uh, celebrated one translation last year, uh, and this year in July, we are going to do another celebration. Uh, I won't be there, but uh, Reverend Um uh, will be there, uh, and they will celebrate, they will have worshiped together uh, in their own tribal language. Uh, you know, giving uh, $200,000 uh, US, it's not easy. Uh, doesn't matter how much money uh, you have. But there are people who uh, care uh, about uh, people hearing the message uh, and then reading the Bible. I mean, some of you may say, oh, 200000 for that? You know, I won't do that. Uh, some of you may say that. Uh, it's not important to you. But to some people, that is so crucially important that they are willing to uh, give. They are still, you know, the world is not only filled with selfish people. There are still people uh, everywhere in the world who are generous and good. They want to do something good to other people. They just don't want to live for themselves alone. They want to do something meaningful, something meaningful to others not only to themselves, but to others. And that they are willing to uh, give and sacrifice uh, what they have so that other people may be able to enjoy the privilege and uh, abundance that uh, we all uh, experience and enjoy. People in uh, Madagascar uh, not, could not do this alone. They, they don't have $200,000 to uh, translate the uh, Bible into their tribal language. $200,000, that's unthinkable. They cannot do it on their own. That's why we need partnership. This world is deeply connected. It is not that Western countries do the mission for the developing countries. That attitude of colonial mission should not be the model that we should follow. When first Christianity first began, the poor preached the gospel to the rich. Paul was poor and he preached uh, to uh, the people who are rich. And Luke was poor and he uh, preached the gospel to uh, Theophilus who was rich who provided money for uh, Luke to do his project. I mean, a long time ago, the mission was like this. Whenever colonial countries, they go in there and conquer uh, the land, missionaries always went in and they conquered their spirit kind of attitude. So both conquering attitude 
But that kind of colonialistic uh, attitude will not work anymore, and then it has failed. So for a while, the mission has been kind of people were uh, suspicious about mission itself. So mission has become a problem. But when you look at uh, people in Madagascar, they are doing mission much better than us. Some of you and me, they are doing much better mission uh, than us. But they don't have money. There are things that they don't have, resources. So we are providing that financial resources so that they are enabled to be able to continue that mission. So we are kind of enablers. And we are working together as partner. Madagascar, their strength and their weaknesses and our strength and our weaknesses work together as a partner and then we can uh, do the mission most effectively. Yes, mission has uh, had a bad name for the longest time. That's why I hesitated quite a bit too about uh, mission. Uh, but that great commission still remains. The great commission is still important. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20 is often called the Great Commission. And it is a term coined by the great missionary to China, Hudson Taylor. He first coined this term, the Great Commission. And he said this, the Great Commission is not an option to be considered. It is command to be obeyed. If you're a Christian, that's your commission. There's no other way but to keep and fulfill this commission. That's what being a Christian means. Before Jesus left this earth, he left his last commandment to us. It's the last verse of Matthew. And then lastly, Jesus said, please, my disciples, my uh, children, do this. This is the great commission that you should fulfill. Just as the sun does not forget a village just because it is small, we do not want to ignore the people of any small language group who have not heard the gospel. That's why we translate the Bible in tribal languages. When I was at Knox College, I was part of uh, Asian Center for the longest time. And there was one missionary there working with me. And he was translating the, translating the Bible into Hakka language in Taiwan. Uh, Hakka is a very small uh, tribe in uh, Taiwan. And he was uh, doing that translation. This Bible is specifically edited for African context, African situations. For example, I just uh, said about as a son does not uh, forget a village, that is from this Bible. So 
all African saying, African commentaries. And then Leadership International, they did this project. And then Reverend Om helped them a lot. And so his name is at the first uh, page. Uh, and he proudly showed me, my name is here on this Bible. This uh, chairperson of the uh, international, uh, the uh, leadership international, he came to Madagascar last year, and all of a sudden, he had a heart attack uh, there. And then they, their uh, medical facility was not uh, good enough to be able to handle that. And so we were praying and praying, and then he sent me a letter, and then he went back to the uh, United States by plane, and luckily, he didn't have the second heart attack, of, uh, so yeah, he was okay. There are a lot of good people who want to do good things for the people around them. The Great Commission is a precious statement. It gives us purpose of Because of this great commission, we have come to know Jesus Christ and believe in him and have eternal life. In the past, there were people who took this commission so seriously, they gave their lives. And that was how we come to know Christ. If they weren't there, we would not have known Christ now. Because they took it so seriously, they went overseas and they went all the way, way out of their, their uh, ordinary life and shared the gospel. And that's how we have come to know Jesus Christ. So in that sense, we owe them. We owe them. We owe their sacrifices. St. Paul, he lived with this indebted feeling. Sense of indebtedness, that's very important in life. That's how we should live. Indebtedness. Everything is based on that. Mission is based on that. Our life is based on that. We are indebted. That's what our life is. That's who we are. This is what St. Paul said. I'm a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. Of course, he didn't borrow money from them. He wasn't indebted in that way. He was a debtor of God's grace and his way of paying back the debt was to share the gospel with Greeks and barbarians, the wise and the foolish. He lived his life with this indebted feeling. Knowing that is a precious realization that I am indebted. In everything that I have, it is given to me as a gift. God has provided so much 
for us. So much of good life God has provided for us. Material wealth, our children, our health, our good living condition, our security. Every time I sit down and ask myself, who am I that I enjoy all these good things? Who am I? And I feel so indebted. Not only these material things, but how about internal blessings, the peace that we enjoy every day. Without peace, how can you live comfortably? The peace, the love that we experience from people around us, forgiveness that we enjoy, the hope for the eternal life, all these internal things. I mean, I went through my own time of uh, uh, panic attack and all that, and I couldn't control myself. And then when I experienced this peace and all that, I feel so indebted. Even when, when I was at uh, Mission uh, Madagascar, one day, I don't know why, all of a sudden panic attack came to me. And I was devastated for about uh, an hour. And how I, I desperately, is there people who are praying for me back in Canada? Right now, are they praying for me? Or they have forgotten? That thought came to me. The peace forgiveness, love, the confidence that we live with, we can never take that for granted. It is gift from God. We don't need to pay back. But deep in our heart, we have this appreciation. You know, the best way to express your appreciation is not to say thank you. The best way to express your appreciation is, I am indebted. That indebtedness is the best way to express your deep, rooted gratitude. Not because we have to pay back, but we want to pay back. Those who are in difficult situations, we are debtors to them. Those who are experiencing injustice in life, we are debtors to them. The natural environment that was destroyed and ex exploited because of human greed, we are debtors to them. Those who know the good, don't know the good news, we are debtors to them. People in Madagascar live with this attitude. They took their personal time out. One week, two weeks. They had to quit job for one or two weeks to help me 
just try drive me around so that I can go and then uh, do the lecture. He doesn't. They don't even want to share meal with me. Well, I every time I uh, invited them, no, 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 no. They took care of the other one, and they just gave their time. And so I, I uh, said, thank you for your service. And then they look at me. No, thank you for sharing the gospel with us. They take this indebtedness very seriously. And they take this great commission very seriously. This translator, he wasn't just translating my uh, message. After translating, and then he saw the, uh, the, the students getting uh, the, uh, fed and all that, and then they, they were uh, overjoyed, and he was overjoyed. He was telling me, oh, this student said this, and that student said this. He was so excited about uh, telling me about what they were saying. He was not just translator. He was happy for the gospel. And he served. They served with this indebted feeling. Entitlement attitude, there is no place for Christianity. Entitlement attitude, I deserve what I have, I deserve what I enjoy, that is wrong. That entitlement uh, attitude has no place in Christianity. We all live with this indebtedness. I feel indebted to you and you feel indebted to me. We feel indebted to each other. I thank you for being here. That is how we humanity should relate to each other. Disciples carried out this great commission with this indebted feeling. We sing this song. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. My great Redeemer's praise. The glories of my God and King. The triumphs of his grace. Even if we have thousand tongues, they are not enough to be able to praise God. That is indebtedness. That makes you true human. This great commission is the honor to keep, not burden to carry. David Livingston, who spent his life as a medical missionary in Africa, he said this, if a commission by an earthly king is considered an honor, how can a commission by a heavenly king be considered a sacrifice? The fact that we can live a missional life is our honor, is our privilege. The church exists for this great commission. There's no reason no other reason church exists. We exist for this great mission, the great commission. 
I won't say it will be always easy. Sometimes it may be very difficult. But this is what Jesus promised. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus promised that he will be with you. The inner, inner presence of Jesus Christ motivates you, gives you energy, gives you reason to the mission. That's what the inner presence of Christ does. And Jesus promised that I'll be with you to the ends of the age. There's nothing for you, uh, for us to worry about. Being a Christian means to be a disciple. There is no other way to be a Christian but being a disciple. And disciple means follow Christ. And to follow Christ, you have to know what Christ tells you what to do. Have a relationship with Christ. Daily walk with him. Then you'll be able to know what Christ wants from you. There's a proverb from Cote d'Ivoire. No tree produces fruit without first producing flowers. In the same way, your relationship with Christ has to flourish first. Then the fruit will come out. When you live your life, don't follow your common sense. Don't follow your feelings. Don't follow others. Don't follow your instincts. Don't follow your old habits. Follow Christ. Know his words. Let Christ shape you. I heard that there are 23 people who are going to Sioux Valley. Last Sunday, 15 people registered. And the one girl registered, uh, decided to go after hearing the report last Sunday that you have to be a witness to Christ and she wanted to be part of that. She wanted to be a witness to Christ. When you go, please go with indebted attitude. Listen to them. Listen to their hurt and pain. Listen to the injustice they experienced. Be in solidarity with them. Show them that they are not alone. They are people who care. That's what mission is. Build relationship with Christ. Every day walk with Christ. He will shape you. He will let you know what you need to do. Life is about following Christ. Don't waste your life chasing your elusive dreams. Please, don't do that. Follow Christ. Fix your eyes upon Christ. He will show you the way 
to the fullness of life. You'll become much happier. You give what you have, but it is a mystery that you become fuller by giving away. You receive more than what you give. That's a secret of spiritual life. And you do mission with this from this spiritual life. Mission is a channel of God blessing us. Your life is missional life. Whoever is around you, you're indebted to them. And share the goodness with them in whatever way you can.